live from Studio 67 in Florida's Capital County. It's time to be fackish. Access granted. All right, good people. It is week three with a special edition of fackish. One, we're recording on Thursday in advance. Just, we're busy. Schedules. But, very special edition because it's just me and the analyst. And I say analyst plural because now we have three. Well, I've been hitting at this for the last two weeks. And Jared has arrived and he's prepared to take over. He's in the middle cubicle. If you ever come visit Fact, but he doesn't have a phone. We gotta work on that. You can't call Jared, but you can just, you call Sarah Shiloh, they'll pass the message. All right. We'll just get right into roll call. I'm gonna start with Shiloh, how you doing? I'm doing great, no complaints. All right, here's the question, Shiloh. Question of the week. Who is your favorite lobbyist? You don't oh. have to be scared, they're not here. They're, they are not here, so don't worry about it. They're still gonna listen though. No, they might not listen. Who's your favorite lobbyist? All right, just cause I work for him, I'm gonna have to say Jeff. All right, one vote <laughs> for Red, Jeff the Red. Like he's a Viking. All right. Good afternoon, Sarah. Hey, Davin. Yeah, Good to be, see you. This, this answer is going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, Sarah, yeah. Who is your favorite lobbyist? That's an easy one for me. Okay. Absolutely, 100%. Eddie Labrador is right. my favorite lobbyist. Yes. No Eddie. questions asked. Eduardo. One vote for Eduardo. All right, Jeff. Man, it's only day two for you. <laughs> First, introduce yourself. Say hello to the people. Hey, how we doing, guys? Name's Jared Grigas. Happy to be here. All right. Who's your favorite lobbyist? <sighs> Close call, but uh, I'm going to have to go with Bob McKee. Man, he is pretty Man. smart. <laughs> he is pretty smart. You I are. Think he might take the funniest lobbyist. <laughs> yeah. Dad jokes for the win. <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm Davin. I am the public policy director. And my favorite lobbyist. You guys want to know who my favorite lobbyist is? Oh, yeah. I do. All right, this is sort of easy for me too. So technically, there are like eight people registered to lobby. It's sort of tough between Ginger or Eric. Do you guys know Eric is still registered to lobby? Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger really doesn't go to the Capitol anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Eric, even though Ginger's my boss. Eric is on par with Eddie with the passion and no notes, finger pointing, all this and hand movement and all of that stuff. Eric testifies about once a year. Vacation so. rentals, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's done. Eric's pretty good, though, only because Eric, like Eddie, they've been doing this for like a thousand years apiece. So. Oh, I would love to see Eric up there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we can arrange that Eric and Eddie, like, do a tag, tag team. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. It's a that, dynamic that'd duo. That'd kill a bill right there. That would kill a bill. <laughs> that would kill a bill. Um, all right, before we go on, I want to go back to Jared. Jared, tell the people more. Like, where are you from? Uh, born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida. I've been here for about 21 years of my life. Uh, took a brief break when I was at the University of Florida for four years. Uh, grew up in Knoll territory, but I made the right call. Oh, um, man. Ooh. All right. That's fine. Yeah. We've got people that live. I love all of Florida, so I don't care. So... Um, all right. Are you excited to be working with us? I am. I came back, didn't I? All right. It is Sarah and Silo. Fellow are they, are they, Gators. Are they, um, are they being nice to you? They're treating me well. 
Okay. We'll see how long that lasts. All right. Hey, you be nice to them. So I'm gonna take their side for, you know, you're on the snide because you're the new guy. So you can, you can do no right. And you're gonna have to carry some boxes and some other stuff. Full hazing? Yeah. Never heard anybody. But the, the, not hazing, because it's a federal <laughs> offense. It's <laughs> called the snide. Snide is not in the law book. Initiation. Right. There we go. Man, you're gonna be a perfect fit for Bob. <laughs> Man, you guys are gonna get along. So great. Bob would have his tie all the way up right now, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me, Jeff, and yeah, Jeff's in between. Me and Eddie don't really like ties and stuff. Bad so, boys of the team? Yeah. So, all right. <clears throat> First, let me add Sarah and Shiloh. You guys going to be okay with Jared so far? Oh, I think yeah. So. Definitely. All right. So, here's the reason I'm very excited. Like with this test run special edition of the podcast, because it's just we've been waiting like five years to have all three of you together. Took me that long. I mean, I should have just drove to Gainesville, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's all you had to do. Feels like destiny. So we're going to see how long it lasts, though. Um, But the whole reason why you're here, I know we're on this gator thing. Jeff made it possible. Jeff was the very first analyst. And so, and he went to Florida State. He's a big Seminole fan, too. Did you know he was in the honors program? <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere. <laughs> but you ask him, he'll remind you. Wasn't he valedictorian? No, he wasn't. <laughs> Jeff, if he was, that was great earlier today when Jeff let us know he was in the honors but program. But he got into UF, and yeah. he will remind you of that. Yes. It's very important when you talk to right. a Gator that I could have been a Gator, Yeah, too. I could have. I could have gone. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't. But I didn't, but I was in an honors program somewhere else, so just so you guys respect me. We're going to buy Jeff a shirt, and we're going to go says respect me, okay? That's what we're going to do. All right, enough about Jeff, because that's Shiloh's favorite lobbyist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he was in the honors college at Florida State. All right. Sarah, I want you to set a good example for Derek. Lots of pressure. <laughs> do you know what time it is, Sarah? It is rundown time. All right, so first up this week, we had HJR 663 and House Bill 1399, recall of county officers and commissioners by Rep. Williamson, was up in House Local Administration and Veterans Affairs Subcommittee on Tuesday. HJR 663 proposes an amendment to the state constitution to authorize the recall of county commissioners and officers, while the implementing bill, House Bill 1399, provides that any member of a non-charter county may be removed from office by the election of that non-charter county. HJR 663 passed unanimously while the House implementing bill passed favorably 11 to 3 and FAC waived in opposition to both of those bills. The Senate companions have not been heard and a big controversial bill up this week was House Bill 943 and Senate Bill 1124 preemption of local government wage mandates by Rep Harding and Senator Gruders. The bills prohibit political subdivisions from enacting, maintaining, or enforcing wage mandates in any amount greater than the state minimum wage or the federal minimum wage, which is currently set at $10 an hour, and it is moving up to $15 an hour in the future. And our very own Eddie Labrador and Miami-Dade County Commissioner Eileen Higgins testified in passionate opposition to the bill. The House bill passed favorably 10 to 7, while the Senate companion, Senate Bill 
1124 was TP'd at the very end of the meeting as the clock ran out of time. Several of the committee members were uncomfortable with the bill. There was a lot of personal testimony from Miami-Dade on that bill. So we will see if it is agendaed in the next Senate Community Affairs next week. And last up from me and Community Affairs, two building bills were up first. Senate Bill 644, Building Inspections Services by Senator Broder was up in Senate Community Affairs. That passed favorably. And in response to the Surfside tragedy, we had Senate Bill 1702, Mandatory Building Inspections by Senator Bradley was also up in Senate Community Affairs and that passed unanimously. So those bills have started to move this session. Sir, that was very good. Thank you. You make Jared nervous. He's over there tapping yeah, the pen on his and he's got if you guys can see this, Jared, I know it's his second day at work. He's got a pad folio, he's got a pen, he's got a tile, <laughs> and he's got a laptop, and he's got a like a uh what type of cup is that? Jared. It's a Yeti. He's got a gator imprinted Yeti. And what's on the tie? Yeah. Frogs? Uh I think it's beach chairs. Oh man. <laughs> Physically, I'm in Tallahassee, but well, spiritually, I'm in Maui. All right. Ah. All right. We got to move that spiritually. You need to be in my office at all times. <laughs> okay. So, um, but just, he's ready, I think. Wait, we'll see. But hold on. All right. Now, watch this. You heard, sir. All right. Shiloh. Do you know what time it is? I don't know. I think so. I need a reminder. It's about to go down. All right. In Agriculture and Rural Affairs, we had House Bill 685 by Representative Drake, which passed unanimously in the State Affairs Committee. An amendment was adopted that revised exemptions to taxes and designated certain funds for projects in rural communities. Fact did wave in support of this bill. In the world of broadband, Senate Bill 1800 was heard by Senator Boyd and passed unanimously on Monday. Fact opposed the bill and is strongly concerned about the eligibility and reporting requirements of the poll replacement program. Fact opposes $100 million for poll replacement without metrics to measure broadband deployment outcomes in unserved areas. Overall, the bill does not reflect a holistic collaborative approach to expanding broadband deployment throughout unserved and underserved Florida. The Senate also heard Senate Bill 1556, Golf Course Best Management Practices Certification by Senator Gruders, which passed unanimously in the Environment and Natural Resources Committee. Senate Bill 1556 exempts a person certified in golf course BMPs from additional local testing and local ordinances relating to water and fertilizer use restrictions unless a state of emergency is declared. The House Companion HB 967 has not been heard yet. Additionally, we have Senate Bill 1418, which is soil and groundwater contamination relating to PFAS by Senator Albritton was temporarily postponed and will be on the agenda next week. So we look forward to hearing that one. Last but not least, we have Hennep House Bill 1005, Advanced Air Mobility by Representative Fisher, which passed unanimously in its first subcommittee, Tourism, Infrastructure, and Energy. The Advanced Air Mobility that's like flying cars and stuff. Yeah, it's very I, innovative. I met with a vendor who wants us to partner with them so they can control the airspace. And we talked a lot of jets and stuff. So they're going to be like air traffic controllers for from like zero to twelve hundred feet up. Well, yeah, the feds don't control the FAA doesn't control the space and giving it back to us. So we are on the way to like flying cars and stuff. So does so that mean you're going to be the, one of the first people out there? Yeah, maybe. 
Man, I need a raise. Though. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see though. It's possible. Maybe we can get a little discount if we partner with these guys. <laughs> right, right. I don't really see the Bogo? need for that, but I mean, hey, no, but it's, look, it's cool, I guess. Um, Uber's getting into this stuff. Oh, okay. So the next step for like Uber and Lyft and all that are drones that get fly through the airspace and they get landing pads like on top of corporate buildings. And so you can drone in to work. Oh. That's pretty cool. And you know, you go to one pickup location for a high price, though. Or what are we taught? What's the pricing yeah, on that? I don't know. I don't know. Anything to that, avoid Tallahassee traffic. I mean, in DC, I pay sixty dollars for an Uber. That's true. So, because I only ride in Uber Black. <laughs> so, that's in DC. You know, right. in Tallahassee, I get like He's a Uber X. Yeah. <laughs> in Tallahassee, I get Uber X. But when I'm in DC, right. you know, you yeah, gotta yeah. fit in. You gotta with, fit in with the, the people out there. Because I'm always yeah. going to see somebody important. Right. In DC. Mm-hmm. The house of cards moment out yes, there. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Jared, you had two examples here. All right. All right. It's absolutely no pressure. Let me tell you, did we tell you? I didn't tell you about this like when I was trying to hire you, but six months you get before I decide whether I keep you or not. It's called probationary period. So this is only day two. I'm not going to make a decision today. Okay. No pressure. Okay. <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. What time is it, Jared? Is it rundown time? That's pretty it's good. Uh, quick order. So this morning in uh, Senate Finance and Tax, uh, we saw Senate Bill 1194 by Senator Boyd uh, on local referenda requirements. Uh, This passed unanimously uh, and added a co-sponsor from Senator Rodriguez. Uh, This bill would essentially require um, that any local referenda for uh, sales tax or property taxes uh, coincide with the general election. Uh, The House version uh, was heard in Ways and Means on Monday and also passed unanimously. It is moving on to state affairs. Uh, Moving forward, uh, we've got Senate Bill 434, Florida Tourism and Marketing by Senator Hooper. Uh, This bill would delay the scheduled repeal of provisions governing the Florida Tourism Industry Marketing Corporation. Um, This will be in appropriations later today, so keep an eye on the legislative bulletin uh, for an update there. Uh, The House version uh, by Representative Cheney uh, was favorable in Commerce Committee, uh, 17 to 4 on Monday, and FAC waived in support. Uh, House Bill 105, regulation of smoking by counties and municipalities, was up Tuesday in the Public Health Subcommittee. Uh, FAC waived in support, and it passed favorably. The Senate version by Senator Gruters was last heard in November. Uh, Additionally, we've got House Bill 411 on evidentiary standards for actions arising during an emergency by Representative Mello. This passed unanimously in judiciary yesterday, and the Senate companion is on the special order calendar for later today. And last but not least, we have got House Bill 923 and its linked Bill 1503 on ad valorem taxation. Uh, Both passed local admin and veterans affairs subcommittee on Tuesday. And that is all I've got for you guys. Uh, Bob, if you are listening, I hope I made you proud. And for more info on any of these bills, uh, please check out FACT's Friday Legislative Bulletin. Wow. He's a natural. Killed it. (laughs) 
Were you in a hunters program? <laughs> I actually you was. was. <laughs> oh, wait, oh wait. no. Oh, you was. Was. No, you're fine. Wait, 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 wait. But, 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 sorry. So there's an honors program at UF, and there's an honors program that Jeff was in at FSU. Right, right. right. So, but is it like the same thing? Absolutely not. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. <laughs> hey, all right. So you got a shirt. You had like a polo shirt, T-shirt. Yeah, it was a little T-shirt. Yeah. Did Jeff get a T-shirt from FSU? I think he has that on the back of his car. He might have made his own, yeah. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. I can't wait to have you, like, you and Jeff in the same room. And, you know, like, though, Bob, though, you know, who you support there, the lobby. Bob went to, like, six different schools. Really? Yeah, he went, like, eight months at a time to the school, and then he went somewhere else. That's one way to do it. And he almost has a PhD, almost. (laughs) But he was the chief economist for the state of Florida. So, we give him respect. So, we got this honors college rival thing here. Yeah, Sarah and I don't relate. <laughs> yeah, I was in the honors. But see, our time at UF equated to the honors program at FSU. You know what I mean? Okay. 100%. Yeah. Man, poor Jeff. Jeff is going to need counseling. No respect. Yeah. So. <laughs> Jeff is going to need counseling. All right. Usually the next segment, we have the lobbyists do their one big thing. But great thing is, you know, they actually lobby, so they're out doing work, except for Bob is lounging somewhere. Uh, Jared, you need to get on him about that. I'm a little upset about that. So um, I'm going to attempt to just cover some issues of what they would have covered. So, but I still got to hit the button. All right. Have you heard this uh, lead in before? Jared? I have not. You know what this segment is called? What's it called? This is OBT. You know what OBT stands for? Let's hear it. It's just one big thing. That's it. It's nothing special. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Okay. Let's but, do it. All right. One big thing. As I fill in for the lobbyist, because I used to lobby, um, three issues we're going to talk about. I'm going to talk about them briefly, um, not in honor of Eduardo, who would go on for the next 20 minutes. All right. Two things happening. We're recording on Thursday. Two things are going to happen today, Thursday afternoon. Um, and you can read about them in the ledge bulletin. First, controversial Senate Bill 620. I think it's going to actually be named uh, Local Business Protection Act. This bill simply would allow businesses to file claims for damages versus their local government or their jurisdiction if the local government passed an ordinance that would cause them to lose or reduce their profits um, roughly by 15%. The bill originally, very, very complicated. Lots of words, according to Bob, about attorney's fees and all of that. not very favorable for us. Um, the FACT team, along with the League of Cities, have worked over the last five or six days to try to clean this bill up. We've reached about three or four deals with the Senate, and hopefully um, there is an amendment filed, and hopefully that passes today to where it actually creates sort of a fairer legal system if we do adopt an ordinance that impacts a person's business it sets up some fair ground rules for them to make a claim and for us to answer or respond um and either correct it pay them or deny them because um, we now have several exemptions that would not prevent us from doing the good work of the public and you know, implementing good public policy um 
although we have made significant changes to the bill to where it's not as offensive um, there's still a little bit more work to do that we're going to try to do on the house side um, but the bill i think is about 300 percent better than when it started and so you can check again in your legislative bulletin to see if the amendment passed um, and where we go from here the next bill also up on the senate floor today is senate bill 280 and this is also by senator travis hudson who sponsored the senate bill 620. this one is in the same category of where it's trying to make or aimed at making local governments more accountable and responsible for their actions this one the meat of it says simply hey when you pass ordinance you now have to do some analytical work like i got three analysts Maybe local governments should have some analysts and they should do a business impact estimate of the ordinance they're trying to adopt. And this should be discussed in a part of their public hearing. Um, it also sets some ground rules where ordinances can be challenged and taken to court and determined if they're arbitrary um, or not. Or did we or is it really, really necessary? Um, this one where there are no necessarily impact damages that have to be paid. But a ordinance could be thrown out or be stayed as it's appealed um, if the court found so. And then I think we believe I believe we would have to pay some attorney's fees if we lost that case as well. So but like 620, <clears throat> 280 started out very, very bad, heavy in favor of industry. We work with Travis Hudson um, and um, Senator Pasadoma, who is the president, doesn't it? And that bill is also 300 times better than when it started. So to all of your favorite lobbyists that you talked about, this is a big shout out to Bob and Eddie, especially, and Jeff, too, um, and our contract team for the first three weeks of session. They've been doing a lot of work and some of this extends back into committee weeks. Last, you've heard about um, last week at Ledge Day, HJR1. It's another awesome property tax reduction idea that comes about every three or four years from the legislature. This one will provide additional homestead exemptions to certain classes of people in certain occupations like teachers, firefighters, um, I think social workers. Here's the thing. Bill's a bad idea. I'm all about helping people. And I'm not necessarily want more taxes, but there's a right way and a wrong way to provide tax relief. Um, one, picking six or seven jobs and saying these people get a tax cut to help them out. Picking seven jobs out of probably, if you look at the, the federal code, um, employment code, there's probably like thousands of occupations. How you pick only seven and extend them a tax cut um, or a homestead exemption. I don't know how you do it. For example, you exempt firefighters, but you know, on a fire truck nowadays, they fight a lot of fires. They do accidents and stuff like that and rescue. There are paramedics on the fire truck. There are firefighters. So paramedics, they're right on the fire truck, get a property tax cut. Paramedics to ride in an ambulance, don't. So stuff like that. The other thing is, you're helping people, but you're only helping those people that, are, that can afford to own a house. So if you're a teacher who owns a house, you get a tax cut, you get some relief, you get some help. Thanks for being a teacher. If you're a teacher that rents, the way the tax system works, and you guys have heard my speeches for years about it, you're gonna wind up paying more rent, okay? Because when one segment of society gets a tax cut, 
there's another segment of society that pays for that tax cut. And that would be people living in non-homesteaded residential or commercial property. Okay. So we oppose the bill. It's a bad idea. We don't mind helping people. Facts not against helping all people, but there's a better way that's more equitable to help folks who need help. So this bill was heard this week, I think, in Senate Community Affairs and Eduardo, that would be Eddie, Sarah's favorite lobbyist, testified. The most awesome moment of this testimony is that the way this bill is written, Eddie, you know, is a high powered, highly paid, not only senior legal advisor, but senior lobbyist, but his wife is a teacher. Okay. And Eddie told the people this. He said, the way you wrote this bill, I get a property tax cut. Jared, the most awesome moment was when Eddie, who calculated his tax savings, was like $542. I saw it. He told the committee, you can keep your $542 because I don't need it. That was awesome. And that's going to be this week's mic drop moment. Okay. Now, Jared, you got another tough job here. What's here? The last two weeks, Bob was at the mic drop moment or he talked about it, but I made him, he had to simulate the mic drop. Okay. He's not here. So I'm going to need you to hold your hand out like you're holding the mic. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you to drop it, but wait, when you drop it, you got to like make the noise. You know, Bob would make a boomer noise. He'd go like boom. Right. All right. All right. Go ahead and drop the mic. Nice. That was that was nice. That was an honor scout. He like he processed it, thought about it. Clearly, UF honor scouts. Mic drop. <laughs> Man, you and Bob are gonna be an awesome team. You should like go find out wherever he's playing hooky and like <laughs> just meet him in person. Not, <laughs> but you don't have any vacation time, yet, right. so. Don't do that. <laughs> Did I tell you, like, you can't take time off for, like, the first six months? So I've heard. Okay, I just want to make sure you read all that paperwork we emailed you. So. <laughs> all right. That's it for one big thing. Um, Jared, thank you for the mic drop. You are welcome. All right. Also, because we're in this new edition this week now, Streamline, we're still going to have America's favorite segment. All right. And last week we alluded to that, yes, it was Milan's moment, but there was teamwork because, you know, Jared, if you were a rapper, would you write your own songs or would you have somebody write? Would you rap somebody else's song that they wrote for you? No. There's no honor in that. No, but it's fine. No. Everybody's got to get paid. It's okay to have a songwriter. Songwriters right. got to make money, too. You are setting yourself up for a future diss track no, about who, you. Who Who's your like favorite entertainer, singer? Doesn't have to be a rap, but who's your favorite singer? Oh, uh, Frank Ocean. I know. You, you got to know. He's probably sang a song that somebody else wrote, right? If you look on the back of the, I, I would know, say man. album, but you've probably never bought an album or anything. Something that no. you download. Do they still call album? it an album? It's an album. Yeah. yeah. Even when yeah. you download it, they still call it an album? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Somebody else, if you look on the credits, somebody else has written the song, right? Maybe. Okay. So, like, Milan has a great voice. She can sing, but... On some of these tracks, maybe Shiloh and Sarah have been contributing, writing, right? So, today, you ever seen, like, remember you saw the movie Coyote Ugly? I know what it is. 
Really? Yeah. You're, making me, you're about to make me feel old. <laughs> but the movie's about, like, this young lady who wants to be a songwriter. So, but how songwriters sell their songs is sometimes they have to go on stage and actually sing them. Okay. Then some hotshot artist picks it up and says, hey, I like that song. And say, All right. Today, we're going to have the songwriters, the actual songwriters, actually perform the song. It's sort of like that. Right? So, all right, America, we want you to get ready for this moment. Beautiful analogy, Davin. Back to my roots with the data point this week on Florida's entertainment industry. So over the past decade, Florida's entertainment industry has created a hub for innovation and economic development. And over the years, both the state and local governments have created their own incentive programs to stimulate the growth of entertainment industries to compete with um, some of our other states like Georgia and California. So three programs, Florida's entertainment industry financial incentive program, Florida's entertainment industry sales tax exemption and lastly some of our counties including Duval, Hillsboro, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, Sarasota and Pinellas have their very own Florida local entertainment incentive programs. Yeah, so Film Florida actually predicts that Florida has missed out on $1.5 billion in the film, television, and media business since the Florida Entertainment Industry Financial Incentive Program expired in 2016. So as a result, this session, we have two bills proposed to create a new film incentive program to support the new industry. And these include Senate Bill 946 and the House Companion 217. So keep an eye out for those and hopefully we can get some help back into the uh, entertainment industry. Man, that's pretty good. I see why you guys are. You guys can perform it on it, but Milan does a good job too. Maybe we'll figure something out. When we get a bigger studio where everybody's in here, okay? You know, a sad fact, you know. You know what Love Is In Fact was responsible for us losing the film incentive? It was me. That was the lobbyist on that. Man, I lost. Dang. And back then, Senator, now Commissioner Nancy Dieter from Sarasota, she was the one running a bill. We were trying to rework it and extend it. But then uh, Speaker-to-be at that point, he was Speaker-D-D-Double-D, Jose Oliva. Ooh. I met my match. <laughs> and, but he was so nice and killing Charming. our idea. Yeah, it's very. Yeah. And he has perfect hair. Have you ever seen him? Uh, but you've never seen him in person. It's charming. I kind of want to go back and watch that testimony. Yeah. Uh, man, it's. I still feel bad, like, for all the entire film industry. The best yeah. I had was like, look at uh, what was it, uh, Free Willy or whatever? The, the, yeah. I used that a lot back then. <laughs> But that's all I had. I mean, um, all right, let's not talk about it anymore. Luckily, I didn't get fired. That was a rough years back then. I had no analysts. It was just me. So, um, and I wasn't at honors college. <laughs> okay. Join the club. <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, we're going to get out of here. It has been very fun. We might do this special edition again with just like the analysts. Um, so this was pretty good. I mean, the people probably miss Bob somewhat, maybe. We don't know. So I think once Jared gets warmed up and uh, like two or three weeks in, we'll be like, Bob who, huh? Mm-hmm. So I'm um, just looking forward to next week. Um, staff is informing. It should be a money week, the beginning of the budget stuff. 
which is this is expected to be the biggest budget in the history of the state of Florida. So the next couple of weeks should be fun. A lot of work for the analysts. And Here. we have sovereign immunity up on Monday. Oh yeah, the Senate. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, Eduardo, that's right. where he is. He's at a meeting right now. So um, after week three, it's like preseason. All right. The next four weeks is the real deal. We're right um, in the heart of the game here before we get ready and everybody starts scrambling trying to get to the end of the session. So four long weeks coming, but we got a good team and now we're fully staffed so we can get at it. Um, Jared, you've never heard this before, but the reason why we do all of this stuff is because it is not the critic who counts. It's not the person who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the person who was actually in the arena. And that's our members here at all 67 counties, 400 commissioners serving 21 plus million people. Um, and we're happy to do it. And welcome to the team, Jared. I all appreciate right. that. That was fun. All right. We need your help now. Let's do right. it. Don't let us down. Bring that t-shirt in, the one that says, Honest Goddess. It's probably a Goodwill somewhere by now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Remember, just take it easy and be a little fackish this Friday. Okay? And we'll see you next week.